Welcome to Daycare Dittos. You're joined by Dave, Sarah, and Peter, but of course, for such a special Pokemon, we have a special guest. A gentleman, a doctor, a casual nerd, Jason. Hello. Oh, we're so we're so happy to have you. I am so blessed to be here. Uh, praise be upon all of you. And I am so excited to talk about Sanshu and Sandslash for sure. In Arceus's name, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> um, long time friend, before the pod existed and of the pod, and also shouted out on the first episode. Yeah, um, that you brought back memories on that one uh, for <laughs> sure. Of me calling freaking Toys R Us every day <laughs> to see if this game called Pokemon came out, and they had no idea what I was talking about until one day they did. So normally we start off by asking our guests their history with Pokemon, where their Pokemon journey began. Of course, we got yeah. a little bit into it. Um, well, then- now we know that Jason helped fuel Pokemon as a um, uh, uh, in the United States. It yeah, I don't know if I'm I'm willing to take that on, but I mean, I was I was super um, pumped, and as Dave mentioned before, like you guys talked about it a little bit on the first episode, I think. But I remember seeing uh, an article for Pocket Monsters in Nintendo Power. It must have been in like '96, in like mm-hmm. spring of '96 or so. I was in fifth grade, and then for like a year and a half, I waited and waited until pokemon came out and i called toys r us every day through the window because <laughs> before there weren't like release dates you just know <laughs> there were just they just got copies of a game and you're like okay i guess i can buy this now and there was not an internet so people were really talking to each other about it so yeah i mean that that was uh, a great time to be yeah. a, a i remember <laughs> you were the I original remember... pokemon influencer <laughs> pokefluencer yeah, yeah. Got to shorten it. I subscribed to Nintendo Power just because every uh, month they had a uh, rate your Pokemon team. And I that was the only way I knew how to like get the edge competitively is by trusting that Nintendo Power knew everything about uh, Pokemon meta. Yeah. And you had to get that edge because if you didn't pull ahead, you got left <laughs> behind. If I made a friend, then I'd be able to fight them. well you teach me and then i teach you and then the titular pokemon that's how it goes uh so yeah so that was your beginning with pokemon um how many generations did you hang on um one and a half exactly so like halfway (laughs) through through uh i think i had silver and justin had gold um, and I had blue and he had red. So again, the good thing about having siblings is you get to trade off on, on the Pokemon versions. And I don't think I ever beat the second generation. Um, so I'm kind of a, a Poke Boomer. I definitely like, <laughs> and I, I don't like to poo poo on the other generation. It's just like, I think I was a little old at the time uh, when Pokemon eventually came out. I was like in seven, late seventh grade or middle mm-hmm. seventh grade. And, you know, the later they came out, it was just, there are other things to do, um, but other that's what I love about Pokemon. <laughs> other people, other things, other uh, holes to explore. <laughs> <laughs> like a good Doug Trio, just get in yeah. there, right? Um, but yeah, I think that's the thing about Pokemon, right? Is that every generation has like a, a new crop of people who 
make uh, who get interested in it. And I, I think that's what's really cool that uh, it's been going on for what 20 years. That's yeah, what happened yeah. to me. I mean, I never had any siblings to play Pokemon with. My brother was not into it at all. Um, he actually definitely called me nerd many times because <laughs> of my interest in Pokemon. Um, but yeah, no, I came in way late in the game. I know we, we talk about this all the time, but I, I don't know. There's just something about the lore of Pokemon that just is always deep in our hearts, I think, like once you get exposed to it and learn what it's about. Um, and I yeah. love that it just builds a community for us to have opportunity to, I don't know, just talk about it together and not feel judged or like feel like we're part of something that's just like nice and the people who are like minded with you. Um, yeah, I'm just so appreciative of, of the whole Pokemon world, you know? Um, yeah, and I've, I've added some questions to our guest questions, which the list originally didn't exist. So you are the, the first person to get this sort of treatment. Bring them on, bad but then boy. again, being that you are a doctor, which I will for, say forever because I don't okay. know many well, people that, that, that are kind doctors. of doctor, though. I'm, I'm the kind of doctor like Professor Oak's a professor, I guess. Is he actually a doctor? I don't even know. Is, is Professor Oak a doctor? Uh, so wait, you're not I don't know. He told Ash's mom, <laughs> <laughs> him and Ash's mom would play doctor, but I don't know if he actually was. Then why did I get naked in front of you that one time? Oh, well, that was that was you shouldn't be saying that. We'll talk about that later, okay? Okay. He'll write you a prescription for pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, but being a doctor, so this was something, this is a question that's just for you. Um, so being that Pokemon was born from a uh, childhood hobby of bug collecting um, and science, do you think in any way your childhood of playing Pokemon or more openly just you're a very big JRPG guy. Do you think that informed your career choices and interests uh, going forward? You know, I, I can tell you um, a little less on the JRPG front, but so I, again, I'm not a medical doctor, but I am a research, uh, you know, I have my PhD in biomedical science and yes, I can pinpoint like one very specific thing. And that is, terminator 2 which i saw when i was in kindergarten <laughs> nice. uh, it's rated r in case you're not aware for um, really good <laughs> yeah for really I mean, good shooting lots of people up i uh, definitely my my dad sat me down and said this is too badass you gotta watch this at a young age <laughs> handed you a beer punch in the shoulder <laughs> it's like yeah. here you go kid uh <laughs> yeah but there was well first of all let's let's talk about this one thing so um there is a black scientist i'm a black guy um there's a black scientist who obviously dies because that's what <laughs> black scientists do so yeah man um, can that guy sweat in that movie <laughs> he, yeah. he's so good <laughs> he sweats so much i can't uh, like people think they're good actors or actresses when they could cry on command this dude you were like oh he's fucked look how much he's sweating <laughs> buckets that's it, a good it was, actor that's acting man that's acting. <laughs> oscar worthy um but beyond that there's a scene in terminator 2 where um Arnold basically is sitting out at the dining room table at the black scientists in his family's house. Yeah. And he has to like sh prove to him that he's a robot, that he's a cyborg or whatever. Uh, so he like takes the knife and, and basically cuts off his arm skin and like takes it off and shows him this metal arm flopping around. And to my like five-year-old brain, that was the coolest freaking thing I've ever seen in the world. And from that moment on, I knew I wanted to do like prosthetic limbs and organs, and I just didn't know how to do it 
and then stem cell research kind of came along and I, I kind of went the genetics and cell biology route. So so to answer your question, yeah, that's that's like a big sci fi thing that really influenced me. Um, also, Star Wars and the same thing with the hand yeah. and uh, Luke gets the, the hand right after um, uh, he loses a Vader in in uh, Empire Strikes Back. So I loved all that kind of stuff. Um, not specifically Pokemon, but yeah. And you knew at that in the future we'd have lightsabers, so you you know <laughs> business would be booming if business. you had to re- replace uh, hands. You know, I needed I needed a business guy to point that out to me. So you know, Peter, if you ever want to go on an adventure, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll sell the lightsabers, and then you'll sell the uh, the <laughs> <Yeah>. hand replacements. <laughs> Somebody shops right next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's going to win a battle and high five their magmar and they're going to need your services, my friend. Uh, Yeah, I thought that was interesting because um, I know we we, a lot of names and things were thrown around. Justin, same age as me, your younger brother growing up, uh, you and my older brother, same age. But of course, how that works, me and Justin are always together. So you're basically also my older brother. And in a very older brother way, you introduced me to so many things that I, you know, you, like we're saying, there was no internet. It wasn't, oh, this is what's hot on Netflix now. Like people are watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure in One Piece now because Netflix is telling them to. That didn't exist back when. Mm -hmm. But a Jason McSheen with his extensive collection of Gundam Wing DVDs could change the <laughs> your life forever uh, uh, well, <laughs> and the amount of money you spend at Gundam planet and the huge crate of unbuilt Gundam kits that take up too much space and Sarah in my apartment. Um, that tickles my heart that I, that I have a physical place in your, in your love nest. So you really do. You really, <laughs> really do. It's a special place. <laughs> They're all around. They're like unbuilt. Like they'll come in. I'll be like, did I pre-order this? Oh, no. And like. (laughs) I'll be like, hey, babe, you got another package today. Guess from where? (laughs) But to be fair, they finally made Mercurius and V8 as modern kits. And you can only order them as a pre-order. And like, you know how cool that is. They're really cool. I really do. I I think it's a really, really interesting hobby. I mean, I see the one that you built the other day in the background on your camera there. I just think it's so interesting. I tried to build one. It was probably the most frustrating thing I've ever done, but I was really proud of the result. So I understand where the, um, I don't know, the appeal comes from. And for those looking to get into Bandai model kits, they have a bunch of Pokemon kits now that are a lot of fun. Really? They sure do. I built an Eevee one. It was the best, but then I just bought with uh, Frostwatch. Shout out to Frostwatch. We both got the um, Dragonite, I think it was. Dragonite, and yeah. who else is in that one? Charizard. It's a and Dragonite Charizard, Charizard two-pack. So you can, yeah. if you want to build Pokemon, you can build Pikachu, Eevee, Mewtwo, Rayquaza, Mewtwo, Gengar, Dragonite, Charizard, and there is like a large-scaled Magikarp on its way that is pre-orderable wow. so you pre-ordered uh, magikarp well it's pre-orderable but yeah i didn't I also know that did. Did uh, we get it? not yet but so other <laughs> questions this is a question that i want to ask everybody who's on the pod and for the people who are already here when they return i need to ask um because i think this is important this is the important stuff you need to ask somebody and peter reminded me of it when talking about nintendo power so if we were lucky enough to make it to the end of uh, the Indigo Plateau and we were to walk up to the shitty dell that <laughs> Professor Oak stands next to, Jason, 
on the Hall of Fame, what would be the six Pokemon next to your next to your your name and face? You know, I I'm glad that I spent this evening trying to remember what my team was, and I'm pretty sure I got it down because I haven't played nice. that many games. So I think I have it. Um, so let's count one Sand Slash, obviously. Nice mm-hmm. brings us uh, here today. Two, we have a uh, Butterfree. Ooh. Okay. Um, three, I had an Alakazam. Legit. Yeah. Four, Articuno. Okay. Nice. Five, I mean, you had to have a Mewtwo, so that, that of was Of course. Me. Yeah, it was on mine, too. Um, and then the sixth one, I, I swapped out. I, that was like my core five, and six I would swap out sometimes. Um, the My favorite one to have there um, was probably my Blastoise, which is what my starter was, so... Yeah, oh, represents. So I, I'm I'm very big into like water and ice kind of uh, things, yeah. which is why. Well, then you never have to worry about getting too sweaty during the summertime. We'll always be wet. <laughs> I mean, I'm always wet because I'm got these these wet boys right next to me and just soaking me down. Because you're course. just being sprayed by the hydro cannons. Oh yeah, just like those wet t-shirt contests. Are yeah, it's like when you go to like Disney in the summer and they just have a misting station. You just have mm-hmm. a Blastoise lightly spitting from its back yeah. dicks at you. <laughs> yeah, because like when you're trying to recover from the humid Florida weather, all you need is like more warm water just misting you in the face. I guess. Yeah, I guess they never really say it's cold. It's probably like body temperature. It's yeah. stored in. <laughs> Ew. Well, you you you. You're, you're making fun of it now, but it saves me at Bonnaroo a couple of times. So. <laughs> if only a Pokemon could supply lemon slices or orange yeah. slices. Excuse me. Uh, so you answered the other question I had for you, which was who was your starter? But you did say that you played, I'm guessing, the first half of Gold and Silver. So who was your starter there? Uh, Totodile? Was that that's, it? That's the correct answer. That's correct. the water one. Because, <laughs> again, well, I'm a water boy. So that's uh, right. Yeah, that. That's what I did. And um, last question, and this is the one that will bring us into this episode. Uh, why Sand Slash? Oh, man. that I wish I had like a very <laughs> solid answer. I can tell you that I think he kind of just grew on me when I put him on the team, right? I, I captured a Sand True. No biggie. Like, Sand True <laughs> seemed cute. Um, I saw the that SM episode of of Pokemon the anime, of course. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, okay, interesting. I like he the, can get down. The, yeah. yeah, I like the way we're going with this. Uh, he's into <laughs> God, I guess he's into water sports, just getting sprayed in the nose. Uh, but he's into, he's into cock and ball torture. He sure <laughs> is. Um, but I think he grew on me because I accidentally kind of loaded him up with my. Um, is it the HM tools? Blue TM and skills? HMs. HMs yeah. are the ones you have to have. The surf, yeah, yeah. The strength, so, or the cut. So yeah. my dude had had cut, had dig, and was just awesome because he would yeah. just dig, pop up the next round, kill yeah. off the next Pokemon. He's cut there the when next you one. need him. Boom! Simple. He was simple. I I never use any of the stupid like attack down freaking <laughs> spells who's got time for that I'm like i don't know just yeah. damage them doing the face that's what just, i did yeah just deal damage faster than they could damage you like, um yeah. dig and fly and, was great at that too because it was just like 
I use dig, and it's just like they missed. And like in your head, you're like, Sancho's like, fuck you, like yells from his hole (laughs) and just pops out right up, hits him right in the grundle, comes from under the ground, just wrecks him. In generation one, uh, dig was as strong as earthquake, so. Damn. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it was great. You would knock them out in pretty much the first hit most of the time. Um, And I guess why else sand slash is kind of. There weren't that many Pokemon, um, you know, you're walking down the list in your on your show and there weren't you kind of like had s- so many front loaded iconic Pokemon, right? You had all the starters. Then you had obviously Pikachu and and um, you had Ekans was there with with um, Team Rocket, right? Yeah. The Arbok and all that. Yeah. Um, They're all they all had great and- representation. And then here comes Sandshrew, who's like this cute little thing. You don't know what its deal is. It's kind of like sleek and, and kind of quiet. And I I just like the design. And when it came, when it would evolve into Sandslash, it reminded me of Edgy Boy Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and I was not a, I didn't have a, a Sega system growing up, really. So I, I was ready to jump onto that edge wagon. <laughs> and go edgelord uh Sancho all the way so, you just wanted to see him pregnant you wanted to see him fuck human women all the normal <laughs> sonic <laughs> fan stuff and he had those like two little claws perfect for holding like a cigarette in each just like you could imagine him like slashing and then oh, oh this is good right <laughs> he totally okay Somebody remind me to Photoshop slash <laughs> with two fucking cigarettes. So Give wait, like a, can you have can you have a cigarette in one hand and then like a bone in the other? Just like, you know. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? Do it. Yeah. He's gonna be good for Jersey. my uh <laughs> he's, he's gonna be good for my dare PSA in the future. <laughs> you and pocket mobsters. <laughs> you with your dare Pokemon things. Yeah. But that is yeah, I it's it's funny because like you i've forgotten so many things like i thought i'm like oh yeah i did take a physics class i don't remember shit but like i remember people's favorite pokemon like i remember your favorite pokemon that yeah that is odd <laughs> and it's crazy that i'm like yeah, yeah sand slash jason sand slash that makes sense now and- am i the only one that that's the the question i have i i don't think i've ever met anyone who had sand slash as their favorite Whenever I think of Sandshrew, um, I do think of uh, your uh, younger brother because uh, he would also talk about Sandshrew a lot. So yeah, oh. yeah. I don't know if that necessarily was his uh, favorite, but the episode uh, that Sandshrew is portrayed in was uh, one that we would quote a lot. It might have been yeah. just an inside joke, or he also might have loved. Uh, uh, it might run in the family possibly the best episode of the the beginning of the er, of early pokemon i'm just gonna say it is my favorite episode yeah it's very action-packed i have worked hard to create merchandise based off of that episode (laughs) which i believe i have to see if they still exist i'm sold out we got to stick our back stock (laughs) but enough people it's raised enough eyebrows to people who have not watched the original original anime to be like oh no that's all there baby all the snm all the dick and ball torture it exists all right there right <laughs> i mean you can call it you know snm or you can call it animal abuse it's your choice <laughs> but that redneck why not both huh? that, yeah 
I mean, if we're talking about animal abuse, I have a lot of good facts later on. So. <laughs> oh, boy. And that's what we do here. So without further ado, we are now on to the um, officially on to the, the second quarter of the Pokemon uh, Pokemon list for Kanto. We did it. Wow, that was fast. Yeah, we're so good. We're really I mean, good at that. And I have to say, that, that's been entertaining. I, I've listened to multiple episodes. <laughs> I haven't made it through the whole catalog yet, because, you know, got to catch them all. But like, It's a lot. Yeah. Um, no, but thank so you. We, we, we love knowing that uh, we're not screaming into the void. Yeah. Oh. Right, you're exactly. Actually, usually just... Yeah, you're usually just screaming um, while I listen to you in the shower. So it's a uh, it's a wonderful <laughs> experience, just kind of trying to get clean while you guys are yelling filth right into the. <laughs> and that's that's what from we a do doctor. Best. This <laughs> is now a prescription podcast. <laughs> Again, I know, I know, I know you're not a medical doctor, but I'm gonna hey, keep saying this. I'll press it. I don't. Let's ride with it, man. <laughs> That's what professor I'm talking Oak's about. not a professor either. He just hands kids animals and tells them go, go out and. You know, yeah, he's not that good, man. We we know. You guys need a whole episode on Professor Oak. We should because, like, you realize he's like I've spent my whole life studying pokemon i only have three they're all level <laughs> five uh work on my encyclopedia so far i've made nothing like <laughs> i've bought the notebook and i've numbered it one through 150 <laughs> it's up to you 10 year olds leave so i can fuck your mom yeah. goodbye also, my well, medication isn't back from the Pokemon <laughs> Center up top. If you could get my Zannies, I'd be very appreciative. Yeah. You were close. <laughs> and that's Professor Oak for everybody. That, I, that nailed it, okay? That was her episode. Right. There you go. <laughs> that episode is in the books. Uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about Oak a lot. Yeah. Um, Sandshrew, number 27. Uh, he is, um, the mouse Pokemon, not to be confused with the mouse Pokemon. Um, <laughs> he, uh, his Japanese name is Sand. He sits at a humble two feet tall. And depending on where you find him, he could either be, uh, 26 or 88 pounds. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, because a lowland sh- sandshrew has to be a little heavier because he's made of ice and steel. Everyone forgets it's, about the steel. But he's also a lowland sandshrew. Right. Instead, yeah, <laughs> instead of just like a meaty boy, he's an icy, steely boy uh, when he's in Alola. He's dense. Thick. He's dense. Yeah. Whenever he's I go thick. to Hawaii, I, uh, I also uh, clad myself in steel. It's because it's an all-inclusive kind of deal in Alola. Fun fact about Sandshrew in Alola, though, it is the only Pokemon that is an ice-steel type. The only one. Him and Sandslash. The only ones that are ice-steel. Which, Jason, I know this is uh, much later yeah, in the Pokemon you know? world, so your feelings on Alolan yes. form Sandshrew, Sandslash. So, not gonna lie, uh, because I feel like Sandslash slash sand shrew uh were almost kind of like featured in a way when when they're rolling out that generation of pokemon like i feel like i saw them in places and 
you're not I'm not used to seeing Sandshrew or Sand Slash anywhere. So the that, cool thing about eh? the rollout of that game is that Sandshrew, um Alolan Sandshrew and Alolan Sand Slash were like the opposite of Alolan Vulpix and um Ninetales. So Vulpix and Ninetales were in the Sun game, and then Sandshrew and Sand Slash were in the Moon game. So it was kind of like, oh, okay, these are like exclusive Pokemon, so let's feature them both. So that's pretty cool. But but yeah, I mean, like Sandshrew yeah. made like an appearance out of nowhere. I know. And that like, that almost got me, that almost pushed me over the edge into like reinvesting in the game. And then I just didn't. So <laughs> fair. Because <laughs> uh, life happened. But like, yeah, I, I, I like back. it. Yeah, I, I like it. Um being a poke boomer again uh, like mostly a first gen guy like um to me after i feel like even during generation two it got a little weird how they were putting new types in and like combining types and like every pokemon had like two types it felt like when it wasn't necessary like i i can get it with the alolan version that that's kind of cool but like it felt like they were forcing some things a little later on. That yeah, you're I, just a you're just a water and ground type of guy, and yeah. nary the two shall meet. <laughs> Hardly. I mean, no, you don't want some mud. I mean, you don't need yeah. a mud type. In in yeah. the end, it um, it all came down to balance, I believe. Hmm. Too, because it's kind of like playing rock paper scissors, but then you're like, okay, but now there are. Four hundred options, <laughs> and it's like we got real sharp scissors and kind of soft. It's kind of soft. It's rock. rock paper scissors psychic type that destroys everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now fairy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because right, it was like steel type wasn't in Gen One. It was no, it was Gen just two, rock, yeah. right? So, yeah, that that's how it got a little weird for me. But you know, that's that's cool. I just didn't jump in at the right time. I'm I'm happy to try again eventually. I think (laughs) well Well, uh, i think the beautiful thing about that is that when new things come along that we accept them instead of uh decide that they're shameful (laughs) exactly right i i also have a question for you guys yes what animal is sandshrew because it is the mouse pokemon it's got shrew in the name what would you say that pokemon is Based in uh, real life science, a porcupine. No, <laughs> I don't know. Close. That's the first thing that comes to mind for me. I'm I, I'm going to classify it as a pangolin. I would say so too. Pangolin is something I've learned about recently. Where like people, I saw a meme recently where it's like baby pangolins like just look <laughs> like they're judging you or some shit. They look like old men ready to smoke. Like it's awesome. Um, yeah adorable so, creatures i mean i always considered it like an armadillo same yeah so i mean pangolin's pretty close to that right i haven't seen yeah i just looked up an image and i'm like yeah that's definitely sand true sand slash that's what yeah. it is <laughs> yeah now pangolins are uh the only um philodote or uh, in the class of philodota which is uh greek for covered in scales um I guess um, actual armadillos aren't actually scaly. Like whatever it's covered in is not actually made out of uh, keratin. Mm. So um, when I think about what Sancho actually is, um, 
since uh, a pangolin is actually scaled and they always reference Sandshrew scales as well, uh, I, I decided that uh, Sandshrew and Sandslash are pangolins. Um, one of the things that Sandshrew can do is, uh, and they talk about this a lot, that he can uh, go into like a little ball, which is apparently called vulvation in the animal uh, kingdom can you say that again vulvation all right so, now like two just, more times just the first uh, just the first five letters <laughs> vulva <laughs> thank you <laughs> so yeah that's a defensive stance that a lot of animals take uh to deflect attackers and but, apparently uh, sandshrew is so strong at it that in the pokedex it says that he could deflect any attack I, I found the meme I was talking about. It's a uh, baby pangolins always look <laughs> like they're waiting to nervously ask you to prom. And oh yes, it is the cutest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they do the a little cute. anime finger thing when they they point yeah. to their fingers because yeah. they're Aww. shy or nervous, right? They're the cute thing about pangolins is that they can become bipedal, like sand, like sand slashes. Um. Two other things. I wanted to get through this like really quick because oh. these were my most interesting facts. Teach me. Teach me. Uh, that was good. Uh, pangolin males attract females with the scent of their urine and feces. Like people? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's different. Okay. That's real hot. Ladies. Uh, when two males are competing for uh, a female's affection, they use their tails as clubs to smack each other. Like humans. Dick yeah. fights. We call that so yeah. shit and piss. Jousting. And yeah. we joust. Sometimes you could pee and joust at the same time. So. <laughs> no, that's impressive. That'll win a lady over in no time. Trust me, guys. Yeah. Especially if you're um, shitting while you do it. You leave like a little bread trail. Oh, that's to like that's the like the double husband. the points right there. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Um on a sad note, they are the world's most trafficked animal. Uh, they're fairly endangered because really? uh, people use their scales in uh, like ancient medicine. Oh. Uh, and they were also um, blamed uh, for COVID, even though I don't <laughs> think that that actually was the case. Wait, and is this since- a Zubat episode yet? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> And and since there was like the idea that they might have spread COVID, not only were they hunted for their meat and their scales for medicine, but they were also hunted just because people blamed them for COVID and they just wanted to kill them. Aww. It's because of their five G connection. Yeah, yeah, that's totally. but, uh, that's terrible. But yeah. it we're we're going to fix it because in 2017 Jackie made Jackie Chan made a PSA called Wild Aid colon Jackie Chan and Pangolins what that's all i ever needed to know there's a Jackie Chan yeah. Wild Aid pangolin focused uh uh PSA and then in parentheses oh kung fu pangolin so Oh, I need to see this. This is just getting better and better. <laughs> Peter, what other fun things do you have? So far, you've hit all of my favorite things. You yes. got piss and shit. You got Jackie Chan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wait, um, this? wait, wait. Uh, okay, so Jason's definitely, I just see the, the <laughs> wide-eyed smile. 
you're definitely googling about Jackie Chan right now. Oh, I yeah, I, I wish I could. I can't show you guys this. There is a, a picture of Jackie Chan doing this wild aid thing, and he's on stage with a microphone, kind of doing like a, a stop. He might be singing or something, or just kind of talking to the crowd. But on either side of him are you know humans in pangolin costumes oh doing yes. the same thing i i now need to freaking watch this and hopefully it'll reverse yeah. all that sadness i heard about pangolins yeah well um i think uh, a majority of the the good that can be done <laughs> Uh, can be done through Jackie Chan because uh, they do not do well in captivity. So he's going to have to use his uh, his very special powers to help them. Well, those two look pretty happy right there. So Rush Hour 5, Pangolin Escape. <laughs> <laughs> do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> no, you're a pangolin. I don't speak pangolin. Sounds good. <laughs> Just car off the cliff. Oh, what else do you want to know about my boy Sandra? Um, (laughs) I do know that Alolan. Oh, I didn't know that. We're just so full of facts. See, that's the thing. In the (laughs) beginning, you said that you had blue. And we know that because Sandra was exclusive to blue. I did not get Sandra because I had a trade with my brother. And you got to get the cable. And then it unplugs a little bit. And it's an (sighs) error. And and we had the Mad Cats one. So like it sucked. Um, that but, makes me mad. But also, mm. I wanted to say this too about um, what he looks like. If you look at the Gen One sprite for Sandshrew, so I already worked on the sprites for the episode art, and I did not choose the original Sandshrew sprite because it something just fell off my desk. Wow. Anyway, because it is so fugly. But like, it's not, fu- not. It's cute. It's not fugly, but it's like, it's it's like a storybook pangolin. It's just sitting there, oh. minding his own business. But it's not Sandshrew. because like I remember seeing that and being like, yeah, no, whatever. When in the game, but then seeing AJ kick the shit out of his cool S and M buddy, and then I was like, all right, this might be a Pokemon <laughs> worth having. I'm gonna I bring think it it's up. Cute. It's, but it's not the Sandshrew we love. And it's no. I mean, it, it doesn't look. It, you're right. It doesn't look like Sandshrew, the the one we know now. It looks like a yeah. pangolin. It really does. No, you're right. It does. But still, I think it's adorable. I also it's love got that he's kind got these of like bulgy eyes. Too. Yeah, they're like it's got, marbles. Well, it's got beady eyes. Yeah. It doesn't have like yeah. that nice almond shape that we see in like later versions of Sandshrew, and especially I think like that, that's the the big difference. Yeah, the eyes. Yeah. And then if you look at, I think it really comes into true form in the Ruby Sapphire, like Generation Three. True form. Yeah, because he's, he looks like he's. Well, I mean, if you squint, it looks like he's giving you the middle finger a little bit. It's kind of funny, <laughs> but from a distance, it also kind of looks like he's giving you like a little peace sign. He's like sitting yeah. there. He's like, you know, he's cute. He's cute. And why why wouldn't pangolins give me the middle finger? Well, because you blame them for COVID. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They deserve yeah, to get the middle you, finger. Screw you, buddy. Right? I uh I actually watched the South Park um special and they probably had a uh, a say in that as well because like it's about how like Stan's dad was in China with Mickey Mouse and he fucked a uh, a bat because like Mickey Mouse is like bats are just mice with wings 
And then they learned later that they were like, oh, it turns out it wasn't a bat. And he's like, because he was the one. They're like, how do you get human DNA into a bat? And he's like, "Uh oh, because he fucked a bat. And then later they're like, no, it turns out it was a pangolin. And then he's just like, oh, shit. And then it's like a, a flashback to him doing coke with Mickey Mouse fucking a pangolin. Um, so in the end, all I have to say is we all we have is South Park to blame. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Yeah, no, they, they might be responsible for a lot of sand slashes getting killed in the future. On a lighter note, did you know that at Alolan festivals, people will uh, distance curl uh, sand shrews? That's like also it's animal abuse. <laughs> They'll just toss like, them wait. as far as they can. Do they make them? Do they make them roll up in their Alolan form? Because I read that yeah. Alolan sand shrews can't roll up into a little ball because their steel and like oh. ice forms are so like thick that it makes them like not roll up they're not able to yeah, roll they, up and like they their can't bellies become exposed a, and it's like the weakest spot of their their like person yeah. Sad. they just they just hug the ground they just, they, they just waddle a little they bit they become yeah. little pucks and you well, just they keep yeah. like curling with them yeah you can't they can't do uh vulvaation <laughs> <laughs> well the alolan ones they the sand shoes look like little walking igloos right because yep. their head is yeah. like slightly yeah. different it's weird well they have yeah. a, a reason and this is something i only learned from doing this podcast where like wasn't it like fucking uh raichu becomes a lowland raichu because it loves pancakes like it's they try to find a reason that's the weirder one but for the yeah. alolan form it says that in the alolan region sandshroon migrated to snowy mountains due to the volcanic activity near the desert areas um, so yeah. its body, it's a light icy blue with a cream colored belly and muzzle. It has thicker plates to form a dome around its head and its ears resemble an igloo's entrance. It adapted uh, to the cold climate and in that became heavier and larger. So, yeah, I read that also. And I, I find that funny because in a lot of the um, Cantonian uh, sand shrews, uh, Pokedex entries, they say that he avoids water and dries himself out by uh, burrowing close to uh, the geothermal heat, getting really close to, to lava. So they, they definitely are a, uh, you know, a, a, they like their, their geothermal volcanic activities. It's it's interesting. They also I mean, like if this... they needed to give anybody ice stuff. I mean, Volpix and Sand Sandshrew Sandslash, but like there weren't many ice Pokemon that are really like iconic, especially if you go through like the first game. It's always like, oh yeah, that's a water Pokemon who does ice shit. Yeah. 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 That's Which just is... an ice cube in a glass of ice. <laughs> um, which also it also makes uh Alolan Sandshrew is in the national decks the first steel Pokemon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy that they, it's like revisionist history, but I think it has also like the weakest. I think one of the weakest steel type Pokemon too, or something like that. It has like the it's weakest special. Oh no! Yeah. Well, I mean, special attack. They they definitely uh, made him a uh, an all out physical attacker. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. But um, all this is cool. It's facts. It's paper. It's numbers. Whatever. <laughs> but what we really love 
is motherfucking redneck AJ. He decided to sell his pickup truck, <laughs> get away from his mommy's trailer park, and he moved in to his own gym that he built with his redneck dumb hands so that him and Sandrew and his in-ground Olympic-sized swimming pool could fulfill their dream of becoming an official Pokemon gym with their hundredth win. So, Jason, you said that this episode... <laughs> And you were saying, like, of course, Ash never had a Sandshrew. Sandshrew was not featured all the time, but he was featured here. Here. Yeah, basically here. This is, like, the one, mostly the one time, and I I think in the card game, like, Brock, or does Brock have a a Sandshrew maybe at some point? I think so. Well, in the card game. He does in the card game. He does have, like, Brock's Sandshrew or something like that. He does, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... I'll be honest, haven't seen this episode in like 20 years, so a little hard for me to talk about, but just... Uh, you you said it caused you to weep because I, you were so my invested. Heart, yeah, my heart wept because I was like, he's abusing this animal, but I think the animal kind of likes it, so is it abuse? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the moral of the story, is that um, you... Ash wasn't training his Pokemon the same way as uh, AJ was, but uh, his Pokemon wanted um, to be uh, alpha hard-bodied Adonises, and Pikachu just wanted to be a a chubster, and both ways are okay. I I think that was the the lesson, is that if, if you see somebody like hitting their girlfriend or something like that, that maybe that's just their way of training and to just let it go. And, you know, I, I think in a way it's like body acceptance, right? Like we just have to <laughs> allow ourselves to, to be the way that we want to be, um, you know, do your best, but sometimes you're going to be a hard body, like a, a nice buff Sancho. And sometimes you're, you're going to be like a Jigglypuff and that's cool too. You know? I think you just got to know who you are, know what your genetics are like. Uh, try to push yourself, sure, but yeah, don't go too hard. Yeah. Come on. I've been Be running. Realistic. I've been running for the past couple of days. Because Who's chasing I... you? Who's, who are you? <laughs> Why are you in trouble? Can I help you out? Um, yeah. Is it the law? Uh, <laughs> the law. <laughs> well, I always thought uh, exercising is such a complicated thing. Like, you need, like, to not hurt yourself by like doing things the correct way and i i famously hate things that i have to think about but running is exercise that i've been doing ever since that i learned how to waddle on my my two legs Um, yeah that's that's admirable because i started to work out you know new year's resolution it's what you do um by using the game ring fit from nintendo yeah good call yeah, um, no, not a good call because I gave myself a chronic injury called <laughs> yeah. osteochondritis where I have Wait, a- Wait, your ribs? Yep, I have the <laughs> a crazy inflammation in, in my ribs and the cartilage that attaches my ribs to my sternum. And it was probably the most painful thing I've ever experienced in my life, even more painful than the compound fracture I had in my ankle 10 years ago. She had a, um, a, visual, a visible, just huge like ridge across like- her That's chest. how swollen my rib cage was, and what, it what mimics. Wait, hold on. Ready, ready for this. It mimics the symptoms of a heart attack. A heart attack. Knew it. I knew so, it. I was gonna say. Yep. <laughs> so I woke up 
one morning after doing this ring fit shit and my left arm was hurting really bad. My upper back, my chest, I couldn't sit up. I was freaking out. I'm like, holy shit. I'm in my 20s having a heart attack. What the hell? But it's actually ring fit. And what's caused it is if you've played ring fit, it's this big circular thing. And when you, there's one exercise that makes you like push in. Right. Okay. And then it also makes you do it above your head. So um, I don't know if you guys can tell in this video, but my arms are the size so of like a, like a twig. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> the problem is like a freaking Bonsley uh, branch or some shit like that. Um, you know, and I was trying to go all hardcore. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get into shape this year. I got this. I got this. No. Next morning I thought I was having a heart attack. So well, the problem beware when you're too, playing ring fit. <laughs> the, the problem with ring fit too is in the very beginning, I was there for this to say, just as I'm on ring fit side a little bit because it was like, <laughs> Hey, how hard do you want to go? And she was like, hardest you got. Motherfucker. <laughs> and then it was like, Hey, how was that for you? Do you want to make it less as hard? And she was just like, use a bitch. And like, go harder. Hurt me. And I was like, well, we should probably do this like maybe three times a week. And then like, I'd come home from work and she'd be like, I did it eight times. Like you did it like every single day at the hardest possible mode. And then you got hurt. So it's like, you know. So the thing with this, the thing with costochondritis is that it takes six six to 10 weeks to heal. So I did this in January. I just like last week started feeling 100% better. It is uh, almost the middle of April. Wow. <laughs> so you're going to jump back in that ring fit. Yeah. You, you got to do bet. that tomorrow. <laughs> you bet. My, uh, my experience with ring fit is um, it was telling you, it was teaching you how to do it. And then I was like, no, skip, skip, skip. Uh, what exercise do you want to do? I was, there was a random and I was just like, yeah, random. I don't have to choose if it keeps on choosing it for me. And it's just like squats. And I was like, okay, squats. And I do squats. And I'm like, random again. It's like, squats. All right, squats <laughs> it is, I guess. Do, do some more squats. And then I was like, all right, random one more time. Squats. I do a bunch more squats. And then I quit because it was too hard to do squats all the time. It just kept on giving me squats. There's it some little asshole butt in, hurt. in there who's just like, hey, fuck you. It just catches hey. you once you're at your height of. Yeah. So but yeah, uh, anyway. five out of five for ring fit, guys. <laughs> well, what Peter was saying something about sand shoe. Oh, I just think. just running. Uh, yeah, exercising. Oh, is, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exercising is hard. I hurt all the time. I'm hoping that it, it will eventually get better. Um, it will. It I'm, will. I'm tired and I have like nightmares about it. <laughs> it may take six to ten weeks though. <laughs> And, I just um, bought I just bought a treadmill, <laughs> a walking treadmill, because I, I, I just got a new job where I work from home permanently. So I'm like, crap, man, now I'm really going to get in shape. So we'll see how I hurt myself on that thing, Peter. But you got this. Okay. Thank you. But, um, yeah, I mean, Pokemon, they love fighting, and they love getting stronger and uh, and, and making their, their trainers happy. But- um. So we were talking eventually, about AJ. Yeah, eventually. AJ, go on after you. Yeah. Team Rocket mistakes AJ's Sandshrew for a Pikachu, which goes mm. to show <laughs> just how stupid they are. <laughs> <laughs> they can only see color. <laughs> and, and yeah. 
just crazy, you know, a little bit of shapes. It's from blasting yeah. off at that point, probably like nine times. Yeah, so which is what they uh, canonically do when they uh, get high. They just blast <laughs> off. It was all the whippets they did before going into Steel <laughs> Pikachu. Yeah, Pikachu and Sancho both were uh, technically in a ball at that point because Pikachu also put on the uh, sex brace and it was yeah. uh, it pulled on his arms too much and then he he went into a ball and Sancho thought it was a fun game, so they both went into a vol- vol- <laughs> vulvation. <laughs> I just love that AJ is just like a uh, sales associate comes up and they're like, Hey, what brings you into Spencer's? And he's like, out of my way. I'm here to train my Pokemon. <laughs> he goes right to the back and he's like, cool training wand, sir. That is a vibrating dildo. It's like, leave me alone. Where are your whips? <laughs> and that got him a hundred wins. Can, uh, I, can I bring up a, uh, uh, now I, I know time is a thing that we all have to worry about, but, I was thinking about this in the car, grabbing dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. It feels like basically all the trainers are really bad at what they do. You know, all I should say the uh, the gym trainers, especially the the people who are supposed to be like really great, and then freaking Ash just rolls in and stomps them almost all the time, mm-hmm. uh, pretty easily for for being a, a new kid on the block, at least back in the day, right? Yeah, he gets like, a lot of pity too. Like yeah. he doesn't earn a badge for a while. It's always kind of like Team Rocket comes and he like fucks them up, and they're like, "Oh, thank God, I was watering my flowers, and they tried to steal my gloom." But because you showed it love, it evolved into a vile plume. My name's Erica. Here's the badge. You taught me that sexism's bad. Like he always like <laughs> learned a lesson, but never won a match. It wasn't until yeah. like Blaine, where like. That's when, like, you actually see, like, a battle. Like, it, Magmar and, and Charizard just, like, fucking beat each other bloody. Like, it's it's wild. It's yeah. the best fight. And that's why I'd love to see a game, and maybe they've done this, you, t- you tell me, where, like, there are those eight gyms or so, but they're all, like, really hard, and you have to, like, build up and, and like, actually beat them, as opposed to, like, having it be a linear experience where you're, like, supposed to go to... Uh, you know, freaking cerulean gym or whatever, and and get that one, and just for some reason, for some reason the trainer has like no. three Pokemon to beat. Yeah, no good reason why there. <laughs> like, why do they have like three Pokemon that are all like level twenty if they're like experts, right? Well, it's like your uh, your first gym leader is always a basic bitch. That's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. it's it's like the ev- uh friend of the pod and friend of all of ours, Carl. Of course, his Carl. buddies, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Curtis and Alex from the every F and F, uh, every F and FF podcast. Um, they say, like, how funny it is in all JRPGs or RPGs altogether that it's like it's crazy that everybody and all of the wildlife <laughs> is stronger in a crescendo towards where you're heading. Because <laughs> if yeah. you imagine like trying to be ash or red or start your adventure and it's like oh shit but i live in saffron city you gave me a level five charmander but everything's in the level 30 since yet like you'd be fucked but you know it's just one of the many um you know socioeconomic benefits it's a commentary on growing up in suburbia so if you get to grow up <laughs> in uh, freaking ash ketchum town where there's one professor and like two kids yeah uh 
you get all the attention, you get all the resources. But if you grow up in a city, what are you supposed to do? Go? You have to go venture out to the suburbs first, and like, oh, this sucks. It's stupid. You're in working in the the Pokemon Tower. You're on floor three. You're just yeah. selling carboses to people who <laughs> happen by. There's all these ghosts in your freaking town. You sneak upstairs and you start in Lavender Town. You get um, uh, possessed by a a vengeful spirit. You start bleeding out your eyes. You have like three jobs. You can be uh, Nurse Joy, which, of course, like we said, there's only certain people who can do that. But uh, you can be a channeler where you get possessed or you can uh, rate people's nicknames. Not a lot of options. <laughs> yeah, gotta love the name well, reader, though. Mister Fuji was a uh, a scientist who canonically worked on the Mewtwo experiment. He's also there. Yeah, but he was basically hiding because that was like the Nazi war criminal status yeah. of Pokemon. He's like, yeah, I did fuck up Mew and clone <laughs> something, and it killed a bunch of people, including Jesse from Team Rocket's mom. Yeah, I'll hide in the death town. No one will find me here <laughs> with my good friend Name Raider. <laughs> oh, that's a good name, but it could get better. Yeah. Oh, someone else named this? No, 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 I can't. Um. Ass crack. That's much better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, no one's done their AJ I- I- impression yet. Sanshu, <laughs> back in the pool. <laughs> I can't. My, I can't go anywhere near that guy. My favorite. Yeah, that was like that was top notch. Both of you. <laughs> My yeah. <laughs> favorite line, shout out to our buddy Sal, who we made a pin. If you look up Shelf Life NJ on Instagram, you can see our Sand Daddy pin, which is uh, <laughs> Sandshrew wearing the enhancement garb that he wears in the episode. But we, I drew a gimp mask on him, too. Um, and it comes with a small yeah. Pokemon card with moves like Peg. Uh, <laughs> but... My our favorite line from that is like Ash is just like, but Sandshrew is weakened by water, and it just <laughs> just goes, I know that. <laughs> like he's like, fuck you, kid. And uh, yeah, he just he his Sandshrew gets stronger by exposing it to its weakness. He makes it run in the pool and do little spins. Uh, yeah. While you would love your Pokemon and give them a pat on the head, he just whips the shit out of them and screams with his strange southern accent in his little like log cabin that he built to train pokemon yeah. and it it's fun well, to know that he got a hundred straight wins um it would suck if he got uh beaten at that last let that last win right there you know well Had to start all over it would uh it's funny you would say that because aj actually appears as a youngster on route nine in the original game all he uses is a level 24 Sandshrew that knows this, that knows scratch slash sand attack and fissure. When you defeat him, good. when you defeat him, he states, I'll restart my hundred win streak with Sandshrew. Oh. So while Ash sucks and is the reason that he could become a Pokemon gym, um, you ruin his dreams in the actual game. Oh, but God. also, speaking of his dreams, he shows up in the first episode of the Orange Islands in like the background, 
But um, I can only think, uh, like, because he's the strongest fucking trainer of all time, but you never see him. So I'm guessing he dies of, like, an overdose or some shit. Because, like, we know the yeah. lifestyle he lives. He, you know, live fast, die young, burn out like yeah. a candle. Meth. Wait, how it's come meth. when someone when someone knocks out all of my Pokemon, I faint? But when I knock out all their Pokemon, they're just like, oh, well, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> right? They don't, like, dick. faint and die or whatever. You will drop they just, like, no. still stay there. <laughs> They're just like, oh, I'll stay here no matter what. I'll stay here for eternity, just in this field. With no more Pokemon. Yeah, your yeah. character it's is just like, nice. I am wilting like a like a, a flower. Oh, dear. <laughs> like, you're so, so dainty. And it's just like, all of your Pokemon have been hurt. And you're like, oh. <laughs> you fall down. <laughs> they they so bring wait. you over to... Do, do you know that, that thing that Sanshu wears... Are we to assume that that is the Macho Brace in later generations? And do you Shit. know what the Macho Brace does? It would make so much sense that it was the Macho Brace. Macho Brace yeah. wasn't in the first game, though, right? So it's kind it of like wasn't. a pre... Yeah, there were oh. no held held items back in the day. But um, a Macho Brace is, uh, for those who don't know, we're actually going to get into some uh, Pokemon science. And I didn't even have this in my notes. Um, just shows you the, the genius that, uh, that you have in front of you. Um, <laughs> a macho brace is an item that you can give, uh, your Pokemon and it halves their speed. So it makes them slower, but as a result, any time your Pokemon knocks out an opponent, they get twice the experience that that opponent would naturally give them, uh, towards their base stats. So, uh, any Pokemon that you take out, uh, in any generation, uh, works towards increasing either your, uh, HP, your attack, your defense, your special attack, your special defense, or your speed, uh, up until a point, uh, in which you've maxed out and then you're, you're, you're done. And that's why back in the day, just rare candying a Pokemon was always bad because eventually it would be level 100, but it didn't have those stats in that, um, you know, the, you know, those, uh, EVs, uh, that would help those stats get larger. So a macho brace actually, uh, was introduced in the third generation to help you train your, uh, Pokemon's EVs faster at the expense, uh, that your speed was lower. Yeah. And that's what AJ was doing with Sandshrew. And, uh, right now the, uh, Poke Cup, the tournament's happening. You can watch it live on, um, on YouTube, we were watching it recently, and that's something that it's fun, but it's you really got to be into it. We did some EV training back in the day, and that's that's if you want to be competitive, that's how you yeah. have to do it. Yeah, you have a certain amount of points that could be put into certain stats, and the only way to do that is to fight a certain amount. Each one gives you yeah. a certain amount of points. You use your Macho Brace to up that. But if you fight the wrong Pokemon, it'll mess up your stats. It's it's tedious and only yeah. one way to do it. But it's kind of cool because how it's meant to work is that like Jason Sandslash could have fought who knows on its way up to becoming its level 100. It could have been in all the gyms. Who knows? He went and found a good place to train in water Pokemon. Maybe it was he killed a million Magikarps, which I think give you uh, speed EVs. So 
how you train that Pokemon, where you train it, and what it beats up gives it a different experience than how I train mine. So my Sand Slash by the end could have, even if it's the same nature, the same whatever from like later games, it would have completely different stats. Yeah. So I remember fighting uh, Zubats in a cave uh, exclusively to boost my Mewtwo's speed stats. And then when it went from level 70 to 71, it gained 27 speed in one level. It was the it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen in Pokemon. Just watching something just shoot up like that. It was like Crazy. Rock Lee when he takes off his leg, leg weights. Yeah. <laughs> I'm finally watching like... Naruto, so I can now understand these references. Yeah, I haven't seen anything shoot up like that uh, since AJ uh, <laughs> underneath the bridge. <laughs> AJ only wanted to have a professional Pokemon gym so he could deal drugs out of it. We all know this. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think I went through most. We really didn't even discuss Sand Slash, did we? I do have some stuff for Sand Slash. <laughs> um, Sandpan, you mean? Sandpan. Sandpan. Which is its uh, Japanese name, which yeah. stands for Sand Pangolin. <gasps> there you go. I didn't even know that. I didn't even register that that standed for pan. Uh, I didn't either. As pangolin. Yep. Um, I would. You think it stood for like where cats shit? <laughs> yeah. Sand Which pan. is also pan true. Sand. From that special episode, they actually cut it out, just like James Tits in that one, where Meowth just shits into Andy's mouth, and he's just like, "I'm your sand pan." <laughs> <laughs> was that was that the one that caused epilepsy? <laughs> it sure did. <laughs> Kids got they got their first boner, and it caused them to just seizure out. Um, <laughs> sorry. A couple of, a couple of things that I can talk about. Uh, sand slash. Uh, very quick. Um. He replaces his spines yearly. Um, People will often um, harvest those spines that will uh, grow back within a day uh, for plows and hoes in uh, agriculture. (laughs) Damn, because they're yeah. (laughs) That's how you get COVID. (laughs) Yeah, because they're 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 so pokerus. They're 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 so tough, and it's like the first time in the the Pokedex that I saw people like breaking off Pokemon parts for tools, uh, which grew into its own genre. Uh, the beautiful game called Monster Hunter, I think, was yeah. inspired by <laughs> by breaking off Pokemon parts and making your own tools, and that's kind of uh, yeah. look where that is now. I, do you know a place where I can see somebody play Monster Hunter on like YouTube? Maybe Jason. Oh well, you know if. <laughs> okay, well here's the thing. Yes, I do know <laughs> a place. I, I I do stream Monster Hunter sometimes. Uh, life has been really crazy lately, but um, if you ever want to follow casual nerd Jason anywhere, I, I try to stream some stuff. I also try to stream some science. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was very sweet uh, watching you. Um, Back during uh, some of my quarantine days, uh, t- teaching people how to read scientific journals and not oh. Facebook for facts. Oh, thank you. And that, th- that's some good feedback. Thank you so much. <laughs> I thought it was uh, very nice that um, you were trying to be a good, uh, you know, a, a force for good in the world instead of uh, people 
blaming other people for uh, stupid things. Uh, but here's the thing, Peter. There's so much bad in the world. You just get tired. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so exactly. <laughs> I streamed it for a little bit, and I, I'm obviously going to go back to it. But it's actually um, something I do for my professional work as well. So it just kind of got to be a lot to do <laughs> every yeah. day. Um, but I'm hoping to, to bring back some more science education stuff yeah. sooner than later. It's in the book. So I'll let you guys know if I ever do that again. <laughs> well, I'm I'm subscribed. I, I just want to see a happy face. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing about Sandslash is that if uh, an Alolan sl- Sandslash um, uh, jabs you with one of his spines, it immediately causes frostbite. Oh. So uh, be careful. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that'll work for your guy's business. Yeah. <laughs> you get a Sandslash, you stab him in the hand. That's got to come off. Robot hand, Terminator 2. Yeah, which is and apparently than one. I'm, I said when <laughs> the sunlight hits uh, the icy scales of a sand slash, it's a beautiful rainbow. It's one of the most beautiful Pokemon, according to the Pokedex. Also, according to the Pokedex, <laughs> <laughs> according to the Pokedex in Ultra Moon, this is my favorite one. Uh, thanks to its thick claws, it's good at climbing trees. There are plenty of sand slash that park themselves in trees and go right to sleep. Aww. I'm like, oh, what a life. Uh, my thing that I, this is something that I know. If you ever have to fight a, uh, a lowland sand slash, um, any fire or ice, any fire or fighting move will fuck them up right quick. <laughs> Yeah, because it's of that four type, times. Yeah, they're yeah. not many four times effective, but you know. Well, that's because of the only ice steel type. I mean, that'll just yeah. do them real dirty. Yeah, that's like did being you know a, that there's a dry uh, grass type in California? Like, you're, yeah, <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> Watch out for those fire type moves. You're in there trouble. are ways that you can get eight times type effectiveness too. Really? Um, yeah, some Pokemon are even extra weak to certain moves because of their ability, and I, I think that call them out. Some... Who's the weakest? <laughs> you heard it here. Well, I know, I know that uh, Croagunk and Toxicroak, uh, they're super weak to fire because of their like dry skin ability, but you can actually like switch abilities every once in a while. Uh, in Pokemon, if you use specific moves or, you know, double battles and stuff like that. So you can make a Pokemon eight times weak to something. And then, of course, uh, that's how you get into the, the, the funky math where, like, you can get a uh, super buffed, um, like, sh- power swapped shuckle using rollout five times to, like, hit something for, like... 27 quintillion damage or something weird like that. Oh, uh, Caesar, which is a bug steel, is eight times weak to fire. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah, there there's go. a bunch. There's a bunch. Wait, yeah. Steel is weak to fire? Yeah. 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 Okay. Think about like blacksmithing, I guess. Like you melt steel and metal and stuff to forge new things. Yeah, yeah. It becomes I, I malleable. It. it becomes malleable, I guess. Yeah, but like, and then I mean, I could see grass being weak to fire. Yeah, but steel, you gotta like, you gotta make a huge oven. You gotta get it hot up in there. You gotta 
Well, Jason, no. you're forgetting that like Charizard uh, can spit flames at like eighteen thousand degrees Fahrenheit. So. You know, I am forgetting that. Thank you for yeah. correcting. <laughs> I love. You're right. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I love what Rock type is effective against. Because it's like bug. bug. It's like yeah, make that smash it, <laughs> drop. It's yeah. one of my favorite memes where it's like this is the stone that evolves Evie into its ghost form, and it's just a picture of a brick. It's a brick. <laughs> God. Oh that no, that's gross. Um, oh, that's the worst. There's no, there's no Evie violence allowed. That's like no, that's I agree. crossing a line. I just yeah. started uh, Let's Go Evie last night, so. How do you like it so far? I think Evie is fucking annoying. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, because they gave it a voice. Yeah. yeah. And it's... Evie. Evie. It sounds Wait, like... Wait, it, it talks? Yeah. It's yeah. like... Oh, 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 like, <laughs> it makes the worst noises. Oh, no thanks. Yeah. I mean, I feel if like you play I with just... no volume, it's nice. <laughs> no, he's, he's adorable. I love him very much. You can give him haircuts and clothes. It's very cute. Eevee is one of my very favorite Pokemon, so watch what you say about it. We gotta. Well. Oh, it's that Grubhub of the little kid dancing on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. I don't want to. Uh, sorry, I'm trying. Oh, wait, here we go. <laughs> oh. oh. Say Eevee. <laughs> Yeah, that's not what I picture when I want to hear an Eevee. I guess I've always played the games with no volume on. Oh, why is it like a two-year-old talk? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's not. Yeah, no. It's a, it doesn't. It's like, a, uh, it's like, it's like oh, a baby. boy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. Like, in Pikachu, it's, it's in, it's spot on. Like, yeah, Pikachu has a language at this point. It's voice yeah. the same in every anime and stuff. it's it's Pika it is P. what it is but like i yeah. learned something actually uh, unrelated to anything did you know that uh brock and misty have last names what <laughs> wait let's no. get some yeah brock, let's get some. it's like brock powers or Samson. something like brock <laughs> no brock uh, Samson. that's a pretty good one is this <laughs> that a- is a really good one brock rockrin <laughs> brock rocklin <laughs> <laughs> Brock Hardcock. <laughs> uh, no, it's Brock oh, Harrison and Misty, Misty Waterlily. Wow. Okay, so Misty. Brock Harrison. <laughs> it should be like Brock Hardman or something like that. <laughs> Hardman, that's the best one right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like Brock Mis- Harrison. Misty was conceived at a Grateful Dead concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, her parents are definitely hippies. Yeah. So that that's fine. Well they just now, left like their three daughters yeah. to be like vaudevillian gym trainers at like the pool they owned. Like it's something's yeah. off. They're my like carnies. three my three valley girl daughters. Yeah. <laughs> And Brock never met his father, obviously, because he's off doing the same thing Brock does all the time. Just find the next uh, Jenny or Nurse Joy. The lady. Until he decides to be a father and watch his family from afar until a child can come (laughs) where he could hook up a small rat to like a a water turbine so that he could get his son's ass kicked. And only then will he return and help his family, who is in poverty. 
Do you remember what Brock's father canonically was doing for business in that episode? <laughs> doing the business? <laughs> just just selling rocks. Just Oh yeah. <laughs> weird rocks. <laughs> he had like a little on stand. a shelf outside. Yeah. The funny thing about that too is that like the whole town is rocks, so like just outside of the rocks that he had price signs on were just yeah. normal free rocks. Uh I mean, the, the town is basically just made out of rocks, and he's just selling rocks. Do you want a commemorative Pewter City rock? And he what, could, what will it do? He <laughs> couldn't will it rock home. my world? Apparently not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So Flint. His name is Flint, his name right? Is Flint, Flint, yeah. But he couldn't return home because he failed at his dream of becoming a Pokemon trainer. But, like, yeah. so he would, like, Go do a battle, come home, fuck, have a kid. Go do a battle, come home, fuck, have a kid. Because he had how many brothers and sisters? I think 12. Uh, well, we'll get into this in the either Geoduteronics episode, I bet. <laughs> or we'll go into the history of Brock and his no good father. Yeah. The only thing he was ever good at was jizzing. Yeah. Because he made so many kids. Speaking of daycare dittos. Um, <laughs> so... We're at uh, recording for like an hour or so. Um, do we have any uh, finishing thoughts for the sand slash sand shrew? I only have one. It's just that uh, sand shrew and sla- sand slash are seen on 19 different cards and they debut in the base set. But other than that, that's all I got for these guys. Uh. My last thing that I want to leave you guys with is that uh, Alolan Sandslash has huge freaking claws. So <laughs> don't mess with it. He, Wait, uh, uses so he, them- can hold, he can hold two bones in each hand then? Two bones. Yeah. Well, that's talent. He can, that's because he needs to climb the icebergs. Oh. Uh, and have so. an extra hand for his swisher sweets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, I guess, yeah, I mean, it. if I had a last thing to add, um, I would just say thank you, Sand Slash, for being my Pokemon of choice. And I think that's the that's the beautiful thing about Pokemon, right? There's there's a billion reasons for us to enjoy the Pokemon we enjoy. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to love the Pikachu of the world, although it's okay if you do. Um, I I had the great pleasure of taking a like my my beautiful pilgrimage to tokyo one time um oh, nice. about 10 years ago and the very first thing i saw i i joke you not i got off the airplane into the terminal and there's a huge mural of pikachu just right there and i'm like okay this is it's it's it and i look out the window and pikachu's out on the the plane tail i'm like all right that's it um i was like the, the twilight Center. zone it's it's Pikachu everywhere, and but still, there's like every, there's so many different Pokemon, and someone created that, and is like that is that piece of art is my creation, and I think that's beautiful. I think there's such a variety, and I um, I would yeah. encourage you if you haven't really thought about the one Pokemon that stands out to you to go ahead and and identify it because I think it's really cool to have it and make it yeah and make do it quick because life. there's only 800 or so and uh Jason yeah, already the, took I got my one yeah. sorry you you can't take sand slash yeah, that one's mine take back yeah. <laughs> um but also actually there was something else that we didn't get into in the beginning that you you brought some stuff 
to the podcast. Oh yeah, I did. It's a uh, it show and tell time. Yeah, it's not a, a visual medium, so we're gonna have to use descriptive words. Okay. Imagine well, here's my everyone listening is blind. <laughs> okay, beautiful. But no, but but uh, but they saw at one point and saw Pokemon, but then there was a horrible accident and horrible accident. And they so lost their condolences vision. on your horrible accident. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, about but that. no, but they shouldn't have been doing this stuff. They did though. <laughs> You can't so describe. Okay, so they deserved you can't it. Drink Good. code red with your okay, eyes. Not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to describe um, Jason, he is the most handsome boy in the entire world. He's ooh. got he's got a six pack, <laughs> and he's the best. Yeah, he got a six multiple six packs in this house. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> from said Pokemon Center in Tokyo, I, I have one of these little dudes, which if you can see here, a ooh. Blastoise, oh, a wow. little just Blastoise figure. It's a um, uh, Tommy. I never unpacked. Yeah, I never unpacked him. I can't read Japanese, so uh, it says MC12. Don't know what that means. That must be some kind of designa- designation. Um, so I'm going to keep that for here for a long time. 12-inch have- monster cock. <laughs> <laughs> I have my beloved Sanchu keychain that I think Justin got for me Aww. at one point. My brother, my dear beloved brother, who we've mentioned a couple times, and I... Um, you know, again, one of the beautiful reasons of of loving Pokemon is to bring siblings together, um, especially when they're of ages that they don't necessarily get along, but they can come together and play Pokemon for a little bit. What's um, the What's the age difference between you and Justin? Two years. Okay. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. Three years between me and Steven. Yeah. So there's like obviously we're super close now, but like when you're a seventh grader and you're hanging out with a fifth grader, it's like yeah. you know there's differences. So yeah. samesies. Uh, but my prize possession I brought here today was my original Pokemon trading card game league booklet in which um, it was kind of like a passport of sorts. You would show up every week or so um, to said Pokemon leagues, and these would be at your local toy store, comic book shop, um, whatever. They would have a trainer, quote unquote, who was just, I guess, some dude working at the store. It was who... just the manager and employee of the Toys R Us or store. Yep. And I hope, I guess they would try to sell you more packs of cards, but really they would just have some tables out and you'd play the card game or whatever. Yeah. Um, to, to really show you that my Sand Slash was my favorite Pokemon, uh, bonafide right there in, in black ink or Ooh, pencil. I'm favorite not sure. Favorite Pokemon. Sand slash. And is that three exclamation points you wrote? That is. That is. I literally Damn. just pulled this out of my like storage uh, from upstairs. Um, but they had this like cool passport system where they would like give you all these stamps for doing stuff. So that's for like all the punks I killed. I was really good at this card game because I played Magic the Gathering when I was like in second grade. And Pokemon's Show way off. easier than that. I think my um, brother has something similar for the Zatch Bell trading card game. Zatch Bell. Yeah. yeah that's a little after my time well, <laughs> um that is incredible you have to send us a photo of the front and of course in the sand slash we'll block out your name oh uh, I, I will i will uh share. i will send you that i also have for defeating those i mean for getting that many wins they like eventually give you a little trader uh trainer pin essentially yep. that mimic all the gyms so i've got some of those so I'll send you all pics. The, um, we were talking about uh, so Corey of Zap Comics. We share a lot of the the different things that they that we have. So um, he we discussed what happened with there and with uh, Toys R Us and the Pokemon League. Apparently, it was supposed to start with Brock 
for the Pokemon gyms. But um, the distribution wasn't great. Timing wasn't great. So um, by the time all of those gyms started, Misty was actually the first gym mm. for all those passports. Those yeah. Brock decks were sent out to Toys R Us, but most only got one or some got none at all. Corey was a manager of Toys R Us at that time and was like, I think I had these. It's to the point where a lot of Pokemon websites said that they never existed. And it's the only way to get a non-holographic Machamp. Weirdly, because it was like the giveaway free. And instead, the backs of the cards, which are usually that blue with the Pokeball on the back, were red. They had a red ring around them because they were these demo not for sale cards. Legendary because people knew the Misty's exist, but Brock's was said to not really exist or ever been distributed. Pulled one from his storage unit and brought it into the shop. Sold wow. later to a personal collector, but one of the incredible things. And he also, I think, believes he either sold it with it or still has the gym trainer T-shirt that they sent out for you to wear when you were being Brock in front of the oh, children. Oh, Mr. So Harrison himself. Mr. Harrison. So there is, <laughs> there is so much to this Pokemon lore that was you know it was just adults being like this is the current fad whatever but so much still exists and there were a lot of cool fun things that happened we don't have a toys r us anymore we don't have things like that so like i would hang on to that passport forever that's so yeah yeah. pokemon is much pokemon's the new star wars pokemon's not going away it's the highest grossing franchise of all time right now it beat yeah. Mickey Mouse. It beat everything. Like, this is something that's here to stay. And that I think you should pass on. I hope your two children don't fight for it in uh, their inheritance. But <laughs> we'll have to, you'll have to make them battle for it. No, I'm, I'm super excited. And, like, I'm really excited for them to have their own Pokemon. Yeah. And then I get to, like, learn it and have them tell me about them. And I'll be like, oh, I actually didn't know that. Right? Because, like, Here, I, here's well, a quick question yeah. for you. What is sure. the Pokemon that they would uh, embrace that would make you disown them? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, man. Agumon. Okay, well, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Angelmon uh, would be the worst Pokemon to... Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'd say... Well, first of all, I, I hate to do this, but like, if for some reason they loved Magikarp beyond reason, like... That's my dad's favorite what? Pokemon. <laughs> Why? Because he's a carp fisherman. That's his. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, is he like the underdog? I can understand liking the underdog. I just saw a bunch of memes today of like a bunch of other Pokemon just like killing magic magic carp and like drowning in like a frillish, <laughs> something like that. Just bringing them to those like demise in the deep sea. So funny. Oh. Poor Magic Carp. Um, well, there's a there's an episode in the recent Pokemon on Netflix of Magic Carp in the jumping contest, which is based on an app game that Pokemon came out with, which is one of my favorites, where you basically train Magikarp for jumping contests and you can only use them for a certain while and if you don't retire them they'll either become a Gyarados or jump so high that I believe it's like a Spearow or a, a Pidgeot will swoop down and, and take them as their dinner God. and eat. Dark. But there's an episode about a Magikarp that jumps so good and it's a reference to the Rock Lee episode that it jumps into orbit. And it's it's an incredible episode. Uh, Pocket Monsters, let me know about it. I highly recommend it. 
Um, on top of that, with what you're getting right now and saying uh, your niece, actually, Abby, has been listening <laughs> to the Pokemon theme song on repeat, has oh. uh, described to his mother, uh, no, mommy, that is not this Pokemon. That is, who, what was the Pokemon that she uh, informed her mother about? I'm not sure, but she wanted she wanted her mother to be a Squirtle. She wanted yeah. to teach oh, her mom how to be a Squirtle. <laughs> yeah. And she did come over to our house and jump on my big plush Snorlax and has been asking ever since to come and jump on our big Snorlax again. So. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I, I have to tell you, though, too, our, the other kid in our family, uh, my nephew, my sister's son, uh, has, I think he's seven now, eight? Uh, he's one of those ages he has actually just started making videos for pokemon the trading card game nice uh, and wow. is, yeah i'll have to show you it um because I, I think in the last episode sorry you're saying say whenever does anyone even play this anymore and he seems to love it so he was doing like that's the whole great one. yeah he's gonna have to teach me well yeah and i guess there's a you know i'm sure there's a couple versions of the game you can play online or whatever yeah but yeah like, I'm Dave and i bought in. packs recently um like actual decks well, I bought, yeah i bought gonna... a starter decks they still make the generic yeah. starter decks so we each have one now i'm gonna go back into it i we watched a little bit of the, the championship and i was confused that there was no zubat put out before there was a a crowbat. So we're gonna have to relook at the rules and see what's going on. But we're we're gonna we're gonna learn and we're gonna play. And Dave, oh. she was talking about Score Bunny. Score she Bunny. That's her it. mom about Score Bunny. Wow. Score yeah. Bunny. That's one of the the uh, starters from the most recent generation. Yep. yep the fire starter. Yep. Yeah. The twisted fire starter. So just know that. Uh, I mean, as the head of the Pokemon lineage in your family. Just know that, you know, it's still going strong. Yeah. It's nice to see it come full circle. Yeah. That is. But if any of them yeah. say Sand Slash is their favorite, you bring your little your <laughs> little paper out and you say, uh-uh, 1998, <laughs> get out. <laughs> Jason, uh, it has been a pleasure it. having you here. Pleasure's all mine. And a little bit of a little bit of Peter's. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt wave upon wave of just joyous Pleasure. energy just yeah. filling my 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 body. <laughs> I don't know why I was waiting for the word urethra to end that, but um, um a vulva no, I, I felt I was gonna say the word of the day was vulva. <laughs> yeah. I felt uh... I felt vul <laughs> I felt vulvation and plows and hose. <laughs> and that's that's you know i'm glad all those really made this sand shoe sand slash episode what it should be i mean yeah what is sand shoe what is sand slash without plows hose volvation and jackie chan all together and jackie chan back in the pool that's all you can say everyone back in yeah. the pool sand shoe back slash in the pool <laughs> <Sand -tree. laughs> So thank you all for having me. That this has been really fun. I well, hope to to chat with you all again. One last yeah. time, uh, we always want to plug what our guests are doing. Uh, just like the kids who watched the original Porygon episode, I believe you twitch. Oh, uh, I I twitch sometimes. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> God. <laughs> yes, I, I twitch sometimes. Uh, don't worry, no flashing um, of any sort, really, for me at least. 
Uh, so you can find so, me at casual. <laughs> all the flashing is on uh, Pornhub. <laughs> dot a nerd named Jason. I, I don't have an OnlyFans yet, yeah. but maybe one day. Sometimes uh, you'll see me in the background with like a little onesie. Yeah, <laughs> those are bonus content. Uh, yes. That's a third tier on Patreon. How many so. bits do I need to share? <laughs> <laughs> you can show me all your. <laughs> uh, but you can find me at casual nerd Jason. Um, you know, it's just something I do on the side for fun. I, I kind of do uh, biomedical writing and, and uh, communications for for industry in a, a boring way. But I try to bring some of that to my my YouTube and Twitch streams to show you how to better understand research papers and digest that a little more. But really, more lately, I've been playing Monster Hunter Rise, especially. I played a little Monster Hunter World. Um, and actually, I just started Outriders the other day, and it's kind of fun for me. So. Yeah. We'll favorite I, favorite yeah. research paper. Go. <laughs> favorite research paper? Um so there oh, there's so many. You have to force down a lot when you're going through grad school, but um one of the ones that always sticks with me is uh this one where they program basically female fruit flies um to have a neuron in their head switch over when they get to uh, be exposed to a certain chemical and they, they switch the neuron, like single neurons from quote unquote female to male and are able to make that female uh, fruit fly behave in ways that male fruit flies behave. So it, all it takes is like turning on and off one gene. And I think that gives um, a little perspective into how there is a huge, that's just a fruit fly. Imagine uh, a huge spectrum of how gender is seen in in people. So that's one I always think about when we get into silly bit debates about that. Not silly. I mean, really yeah. important debates, but like yeah. how simplified people make it is a yeah. little rough, I think. There's nothing that pisses off my Christian family more than when they see a female fruit fly behaving like a male fruit fly. It's so. gross. <laughs> it's like those old stand-up comics used to say. You ever notice how female fruit flies walk like this and male fruit flies walk like this? Uh, well, we will definitely link your Instagram on this post so you can go there. You can catch pictures of whatever we discussed. I don't know, a sand slash with a joint. I fucking forget. <laughs> it's been a night. A little too, yeah, a little too much of stuff. And a, a big shout out to my 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 family, obviously my brother and, and my friends who've always support us uh, in doing super nerdy things like this. Um, really appreciate just nerd culture in general, which is why I do that Instagram streaming type stuff. So. You teach me and I teach you. Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. Cheers. I feel so warm and fuzzy. Me too. I always feel good after a podcast with you guys. Oh, and thanks, Jason, for coming on. It's been it's been pleasure. Yeah, same here. I'm finally happy to to meet you uh, in person through virtually the <laughs> on a podcast in front of everyone, kind of in a weird way. And now yeah. to end it, we'll all party. Sandslash uses Sandstorm. Good night. <laughs> know that.